0: Again, good evening, dear listeners, and welcome to May's Book Club with our usual panel of Jean Fairburn, Felicity Radcliffe, and Alice Gording. And this month we are going to review The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. The Independence Tina Sweeney reviewed the book as follows. The crime psychological thriller market is by now a particularly crowded terrain, and in such circumstances, it's really a bad idea to go back to basics. After three novels worth of delivering escapist historical fiction. Lucy Folo then turned her attentions to mystery thrillers, each of them bearing the hallmarks of some stone cold classics. Three books into this pivot, she is already the High Priestess of the Done It, blending intrigue and plots wound tight as magnet coils with healthy dashes of glamour. Her run of form continues with The Paris Apartment a story born of Foley's short writing trips to Airbnb apartments in the French capital. The novel has a strong sense of place, not just of the city, but the claustrophobia of apartment living. As it happens, a Parisian apartment block makes for a fine backdrop to a murder mystery. Several small worlds are turning in extremely close proximity, each with a different degree of dysfunction. When someone goes missing, the inhabitants have to open their doors and deal with each other. Jess is a woman who needs to regroup after a couple of false turns in life. She decides to take her half-brother Ben up on his insincere offer to stay with him in his Paris apartment, a lavish property he can only just afford through a friend he met at Cambridge University. The sibling's relationship is fractious. Ben was adopted by a middle-class family after they were orphaned and enjoyed a number of privileges. Jess had a different experience moving around various foster homes. By the time she arrives on Ben's doorstep, she's down on her luck and fresh out of a job, but unbowed. When he doesn't open the door, Jess breaks into the apartment to find a cat covered in blood and no sign of her brother. It doesn't take long to realise that he has already cast a shadow on the apartment building. Jess is then forced to try ringing the bells of Ben's neighbours. There's the shadowy concierge, the constantly hungry but perfectly coiffed socialite Sophie and her wine merchant husband, Jacques. There's Camille and her flatmate, the likable student Mimi, who was infatuated with Ben. Alcoholic Antoine, meanwhile, suspects that Ben has been having an affair with his wife. None of them are especially happy to see Jess lugging her suitcase through the door. They appear to have little to do with each other and are happy enough to keep it that way. It is something that has less to do with Brazil and Foie Deux and more to do with their own shadowy lives. I don't know how it has come to this, Sophie says, but I do know it started with him coming here, moving into the third floor. Benjamin Daniels, he destroyed everything. Told from the vantage points of Jess and the blocks' various inhabitants, some of whom may know of Ben's whereabouts, the Paris apartment is similarly atmospheric to its forebears. And yet Foley has delivered something even more accomplished and immersive, managing to touch on subjects as diverse as exploitation, abuse, and family dysfunction, amid the unfurling of who done it. Even before anything untoward happens, Ben and Jesse's relationship is a rich scene to mine. The drip feeds of clues is tantalising and the staccato chapters ensure that the action unfurls at a ferocious clip. It all leads to a satisfying reveal whether you've come for the locked room crime or not. Now that was the review by the um, reviewer. Now we've got a couple of reviews from readers. Uh, This is a negative review by a lady called Mitty Vine. The Paris Apartment is the worst book I've read this year. The writing is sophomoric and riddled with cliches and Foley's portrayal of Paris is comically cartoonish. Also comical, peppering dialogue with the same handful of French phrases in italics and immediately followed by an English translation over and over throughout the book. I lost count of how many times the word putain was used, but it was at least every other page. Some reviews have complained that the characters are all unlikable. I disagree. I don't think any of the characters are remarkably enough to be disliked. The pace was so slow it put me to sleep, and the plot was utterly anticlimactic. Now, the positive reviews, I won't read all of them because they go through the the, the story of the book. A lady called Christine Gonclaves. I was hooked from the first few paragraphs of the book and then it was somewhat slow paced in the middle. Like I really wanted to rush towards the ending of the book to find out what happened. Other than that, this book was a perfect read and I highly recommend it. This is the first book of Lucy Folu I have read and I would definitely want to read more of her books. The chapters are short, though, but I enjoyed reading it. And then finally, very well written and kept me wanting more along the way. What happened to Ben? What is up with these tenants? Was it the concierge? Great storyline, entertaining, and I really loved the Paris setting. The characters, expressions, and humour. Enjoyed it all. So there you are, ladies. Plenty of there for you to think about. Jean, uh, we'll start with you as you recommended the book. Off you go.
1: Okay, well, it's a murder mystery. Um, I thought the pace was very good. Um, It was um, It's the first one I've read of hers. And I don't usually like present tense, but I've become a keen fan because it works very well by keeping things going. And these short short chapters with the um, subheadings of who's speaking is actually rather neat. And it seems to be in vogue at the moment. Um, it was highlighting various aspects of uh, well people trafficking really illegals this is Paris I don't know if it's, it's probably the same in all the European capitals at the moment where you get illegals having to do things they wouldn't normally uh, because they have no papers it was a murder mystery I thought I can't really talk about the negative because I think The flip, I can't give it away, can I? No, I mustn't. Um, The flip was amazing. I really wasn't expecting it. Well, I was because Alison read it first and she said, there's an amazing turnaround. I said, nah, and there was. It was very, I thought the um, twists and turns were excellent. What else have I got? The biggest twist is very effective. Um I'm not sure about the letter at, oh well that won't matter. I'm not sure about the letter at the end. It was a bit too put everything in too neatly. But um I thought it worked very well. Yeah, I've read up on her, she's very young, born in 1986, which makes her ugh, young and very accomplished. <laughs> I can't do the math. Perhaps somebody else could for me. Um She likes Agatha Christie, that's her hero, and she says that um, Agatha Christie leaves breadcrumbs to what's going to happen next. And I could could see the breadcrumbs, I could see that Mimi was probably going to kill someone, but I thought they were all rather well-drawn, actually. I don't think um, they were boring at all. She also likes Enie Blyton, and I used to read Amy Blyton every day when I was young. Because I had a very boring childhood. Um, and the famous five is a cracking, cracking set of books. Lots of paste. So I thought the tempo was good. I really enjoyed it. I would recommend it. Um, the French bits, which you probably didn't need to keep translating, because we probably all know enough French to get by I liked it so you enjoyed the book you will read
0: her other books you didn't find it boring you were all right with the short paragraphs and you think that everybody in the world speaks French and that's okay
1: well <laughs> I don't think so Jean no but she didn't have she didn't have a very large vocabulary in
0: it right like. so was it poutel all the time Mostly, yeah, that got a bit well I assume they're French. Well a Yeah, pretty bad French explained. Okay, so what about the characters? Did you like the characters?
1: Yeah, I like Jess because she she might have looked like an airhead, but she was brave, feisty. Um, the bit about the care system, quite damning, I thought. That's another matter. Um yeah, I thought it were pretty interesting and I've I know, I know there were a bit of cliché about Sophie because Sophie Marnier, always hungry, always just fags and wine. That's the French. That was a bit of a cliché. But then we all know people like that, don't we? Not
0: so so. Did, it, did, did you feel that it described Paris apartment living
1: quite accurately? Well, I've never lived in a Paris apartment. I've been to Paris a few times. Um, well, you it? see
0: blocks all over the place, don't you? These lovely old yeah. doors leading
1: into these blocks. Um, it's very, Felicity, she'll know this. I prefer Italy to France. Mm-hmm. I said it. Um, okay,
0: so, so out of five, what marks would you give out of five then? Oh, four. Four out of five. Okay, so that's Jean. Thank you very much, Jean. Felicity, let's turn to you. Did you ever see that wonderful, um, I think she was mixed race Asian lady, something Koo, uh, cooking in a Paris apartment? Did you ever see that? Yes. She was brilliant. Her recipes were brilliant. She was absolutely charming and um, just made these amazing meals on a little sort of almost a baby belling, wasn't it? I mean, it was just unbelievable. Yeah, Anyway, I loved off, you, off you go, Flish, you tell me. So I, I love this book.
2: I really enjoyed reading it. I thought it was well written. I liked the immediacy of her writing style. So I'm gonna disagree with that negative reviewer. So I thought she gave a really great sense of Paris. I don't think it was a cliche Paris. I thought it was very evocative of of the city. Um, I speak French and I thought her use of French was quite good. was probably a little bit overused, but she used other words like sell and that sort of thing So and, and peppered it in quite well. And all the French was correct. So there's a lot of people who put foreign language into their books and it's not correct, but hers all was. So I appreciated that. I thought the twists, like Jean said, genuinely surprising, didn't, didn't see them coming, nicely done. And it wasn't all, they weren't all left to the end. You know, they were peppered into the middle. There was a twisted middle that changed the whole course of things. And uh, so, well, not so much the course, but changed the emphasis. You realised it was a a slightly different story to what uh, you thought it was. I thought the characters were quite, quite well drawn. Not that deep, given that it was an ensemble cast, but they were quite well drawn. Um, Jess was an in- engaging protagonist. You know, you sort of, re- I found myself rooting for her. I thought, like uh, like Jean said, that Sophie, initially she came across as a bit of a caricature of that archetypal French woman with the, the little dog on the lead and the, the shiny bobbed hair and the, the sort of the silk scarf knotted at the neck. But actually, when you get towards the end of the book, you realise that's not who she is at all. You know, like a lot of things in this book, all is not what it seems. So that's prevented her from becoming a cliche once you actually find out the truth about who she really is. Desperately trying to avoid putting any spoilers in here. Yeah. So I love the book. I did find though much as I loved it I forgot it quite soon afterwards I had Mm. to go back I read it um quite a while ago and I had had to go back and recap uh for this program but maybe that says more about me than it does about the book I've had a lot going on so uh uh but it didn't stay with me like some books do but I enjoyed it hugely and Definitely led me to thinking that I'd like to um, read some more by uh, Lucy Foley.
0: Good. And were the characters all French? Were Jesse and Ben French, or were they British?
2: Uh, they, they were. They were English. They're both good. English. And um, one of the other characters is um, French, but lived in America and sort of pretty much speaks English like a, a native.
0: Right. Okay. So out of five, I give oh, it four five.
2: as well. I agree with four you. Out four out of five.
0: And, and has it led you to want to read any more of her work? Yes, definitely. Good, good. OK, then. Well, look, we'll finish this first half and then we'll come back in the second half and we'll talk to Alice. Welcome back to May's uh, Book Club. And we are reviewing Lucy Follow's The Paris Apartment*. We've already heard from Jean and from Felicity, their views, which are very positive. And I wonder if Alice is going to be exactly the same. So off you go, Alice. What did you think of this book?
3: Well, I, I'm afraid I have to agree with my colleagues. I absolutely love this. I read it in an afternoon. I couldn't put it down. I thought it was brilliant. It's uh, very fast-paced. The short short chapters help it help it. And when you it's sort of when it st- when you start reading it, it seems like there's a whole random lot of stuff going on, and um, all these different random threads. But as the book proceeds, the re- threads get tighter and tighter and more and more tied together so by the end you have like a rope and um it's just it's really really well done there's so many twists and turns in it you it keeps you guessing the whole way through um and i i mean i thought the characters were yeah the characters were great um i i liked jess i thought she was very good some of the others i um one or two of the other characters in it i thought were slightly on the dark side but then the the lives that they led meant that that's why they were in a little bit like they were. You could understand why they had the personalities that they had, um, with an overbearing father that they had. Um, so, um, but it's so difficult to comment on it because without, <laughs> if you you just give stuff away if you um, comment on the twists and everything. So it's actually an incredibly difficult book to review. Because, um but as I say, the the main twist at the end was an absolute corker. You really got to read it right to the end to get that to that corker of a twist. So, um yeah, I thought I thought it was I thought it was really good. So that's about all I've got to say. I think I agree right. with the first, first review, the fir- the first positive reviewer that you said. Yeah. I mean I think they've got it all there and unlike Jean I got an ungraded in my French so I really rather appreciated all the French translations I <laughs> meant. so um I, <laughs> I'm quite glad she put them in so I will disagree on both of my colleagues with that one <laughs> I like the French translations
0: <laughs> well I must admit ladies I think I may go and get this book and read it then and um then I'll come back and let you know what I think but if you've all enjoyed it you say it's fairly fast-paced. It's an enjoyable read. You read it in a day. I can never read a book in a day. Um, so I think I will look forward to seeing. It. So there we are, dear listeners. Uh, the Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley is very much a thumbs up from all our panel. Now, who's going to be reviewing next month's book? Um, I believe it's me. Or recommending, I should say, not reviewing. Yes, I so, would what? like
3: to... to well, I'd like to, um, I'd like to recommend reading The Way From Here by Jane Turner The Way of Jane Jean. Turner Jean already has it she's wafting it around so this is the book that I would like to recommend it's a book about uh some ladies that get together they're about our age ladies so it will appeal to ladies of a certain age and it's their children have left the nest well her children the main character her children have left left the nest and she was wondering what she's going to do because her husband lives in London all the time and has no idea what she's going to fill her time with during the week when her husband's away in working in London and um it's really it's uh I I thought it was really good it really it really struck a struck a chord with me and I thought it was a very very well done book so um, and if there's any rowers out out there, sort of in Cambridgeshire and Huntingdon, they will love this book because it's all about rowing as well. So that's another little plus for it. So <laughs> who, who wrote it again? Um, it's by somebody called Jane Turner. Jane Turner. Right.
0: I know no, a Jane I, Turner. I'm sure it's not her. But
3: anyway, it's, Well, I, I know her. She was on she was on a writing course that I was on on and yes. um so i have be- seen seen all her ups and downs through this through writing this book and it's taken two very long years and hard work for her to get to where she is but it's published by orion and it is a very good book so um i
0: think that's that's what
3: that's my recommendation for next time so
0: it wasn't in the sunday times best selling list then because i thought no it yeah. wasn't but it might very well be it's literally
3: only been out for two weeks so she hasn't quite got there yet, but
0: fingers crossed. Okay. All right, then. I'm just hesitating slightly that we should be recommending Friends books. So that's not quite... Uh, well, it, we it is, it's not a, It's not a self-published novel. It okay. is published by, it's published by a main publishing house, Orion. So the book will be The Way From Here, Jane Turner. Okay, so every month also we have one of the panel's best 10 books that they would take away on a desert island and this month it is felicity so off you go fliss okay well entertain I... us <laughs>
2: <laughs> so i have i decided to discount any classical literature so i've just gone for contemporary novels that maybe my colleagues have, have read as well but uh, the sort of novels that i thought um the listeners would be interested in in reading as well. So I looked at, I looked for novels that I love so much that on my on my islands I would be happy just to reread and reread and if I only had these ten. I would be satisfied if you see what I mean. Uh, so they're not in order of preference. They're just
0: 10. Is
2: that, is that OK?
0: That's that- fine. We'll do five and then we'll stop and then have a commercial break and then we'll do the other five in the next part, OK? So we'll do your first five first of all.
2: OK, right. So uh, the first one is This Must Be The Place by Maggie O'Farrell. In my view, Maggie O'Farrell can do no wrong. I think she's a fantastic writer. Uh, I loved Hamnet, which I think, did we review? We
0: reviewed it and I absolutely loved it.
2: Yeah, I, lo- I loved it too. She's, uh, she's written a whole raft of other novels, including um, Instructions for a Heat Wave. That's another great one. But my absolute favourite is This Must Be the Place. It's a great story with characters that you absolutely believe in and are rooting for
0: is and, it in modern um, ti- set in modern times
2: yes it is okay and uh, and I would I would quite happily read this book over and over again so that's definitely uh, definitely in my top 10 number 2 is um, a book called the bone clocks by david mitchell So not David Mitchell, the comedian, but David Mitchell, the author of Cloud Atlas and um, some other novels as well. So this is a fantasy novel that's sort of rooted rooted in reality, starts off in reality, but then um, segues into uh, the world of fantasy. Uh, I don't always like fantasy novels, but this one absolutely blew my socks off. It's so inventive. And again, the characters, you engage with them, whether you like them or not, you, you really engage with them. And uh, I, again, I've read this twice already and I would happily, I'd happily read it again and recommend anything else by David Mitchell as well. Um, Cloud Atlas is a fabulous novel. So that is my number two. Uh, number three... Now, this is not an easy read, this one. This is, you, you have to go through the mill and go through the pain with this one. It's a long book and it's called A Little Life by Hanya Yanagihara. Sorry, I've cho- chosen some books with authors' names that are hard to pronounce that I can't really say very well on radio. So I've made life difficult for myself. So A Little Life is about a group of men and their friendships and what happens to them um, over the years. Set in New York, and it is not an easy read. Sometimes you almost wince with pain at what the characters go through. And I do mean physical pain as well as emotional pain, but it's incredibly well written. Um, You just suffer and bleed and sweat along with the characters. And when you get to the end, you feel quite wrung out. So I'm not sure I'd be recommending it to little listeners as a happy bit of sunshine reading for your holiday. But if you really feel like getting stuck into a magnum opus that is quite heart wrenching, then um, then this is the one for you, I would say. So that's my number three. Number four. uh, Now, I am going a little bit further back now. And it probably is. It is a classic. This one, but uh, I couldn't not have it in, which is uh, the Rem- the remains of the day by um, Kazuo Ishiguro, uh, and I just think it's one of the best books ever written. An absolute model of less is more and restrained writing, and just how to how to deliver a great big sucker punch without being obvious about it. I think again, you know, this guy, he can write anything. All his books are completely different from each other. Um, his Never Let Me Go is a completely different novel. Uh, and I would recommend anything that he writes. But The Remains of the Day to me is one of the best, one of the best books ever written in the history of the world ever. So I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't wow. Um, I would heartily recommend the film. As well, uh, so the film stars Anthony Hopkins, Hopkins and Emma, yeah. Tom, Emma Thompson. Yes, and um, it's it's been out for some years now, but it's if if uh, our listeners haven't seen it, it's a wonderful watch, <clears throat> and they really do justice to the book as well. You know, so it's meant to
0: cute. be. It's meant to be one of Hopkins' best films that he's ever done. I've it seen is, it. it. It is. Yeah, actually.
2: he's brilliant. He's brilliant in it, and so <laughs> often films don't live up to the book but i think this one does justice to a really great book so that's my number number four number five i've chosen um eleanor oliphant is completely fine by gail honeyman and this this came out a few years ago and as soon as i started reading it's one of these things that you think i wish i'd written this i think it's totally brilliant eleanor oliphant the protagonist she is such an incredible character and you absolutely you feel like she is a person you feel like you know her by the end of the book you feel like she's a friend Uh, not the easiest friend but you you're rooting you're rooting for her and you really care about her and it's also an incredible story as well uh i think i think it's gail honeyman's debut novel um correct me if anyone if I'm wrong but I think it was just the most amazing debut uh, so those are my first those are my first five.
0: five
2: okay Jean and Alice can you comment on any of those uh,
3: well I've read the Elef- Eleanor Oliphant one mm. um and I did enjoy it I thought it was it was certainly it was quite original when it first came out it sort of a lot of people uh Compared it to um, what's it called? Cold Comfort Farm. Um, I don't know whether anybody's read that. That's that that that's another. That's a very very good book, but that's very dated now. That was written quite a lot of years ago, um. So it it has been compared to that one. So yes, yeah, so I yeah, I, know I I quite enjoyed the Ele, Eleanor Oliphant novel, but I haven't read any of the others. Although I have, I think I have got one of the guriago books somewhere, but I haven't actually. Picked it up yet to read it, so perhaps I ought to do that.
1: And Jean, oh, I like Maggie O'Farrell's style. I'm not too keen on the remains of the day. um Well, I just find it a bit slow. Well written, but slow, slow, deadeningly slow. Okay, anything that.
0: else on any of the others? Um, um, well, I think I was, I
3: think. I said about um Maggie O'Farrell with I am, I am, I am. Um and it was a sort of a little bit about her near-death experiences in her life, I think, I believe. Um it was a little while ago since I read it. But um yeah, I thought that was quite quite interesting. That was before we read Hamlet. I read that one before we read Hamlet, so that's going back quite a while. Well, but that's those are the only two from uh, uh list that I've um read, read author wise.
0: Okay, all right then. We'll just have a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we will discuss the other five of the list. <laughs> Welcome back to May's Book Club, where we reviewed Lucy Foley's The Paris Apartment, and now Felicity has already given us five of her books she'd like to take on a desert island, and now we're going to listen to the final five. So off you go, Felicity.
2: I w- got to issue a warning around this uh, book number six. If you're easily offended. It's not for you. Uh, So it's called Second Coming by John Niven, and it's about um, it's about God. So God is completely dismayed at what is happening in the world. So he decides it's time to send Jesus back down to Earth, hence the title of the book. Um, It is laugh out loud funny, but it pulls absolutely no punches. And it is pretty rude in places. But this would be my book that I would take if I just wanted to laugh until the tears rolled down my face. It probably does work better if you had a bit of religion in the mix when you were growing up, as I did. But if you were deeply religious, I would probably wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) But it is a really, it's a really, if if you've got a fairly thick skin and a good sense of humour, it's a really good laugh.
0: Right, I'll uh, definitely put that down to read then.
2: <laughs> he also, he also read, uh, wrote another book called um, Kill Your Friends, which, <laughs> is, uh, which is great as well, very funny. Right, book number seven, American Dirt by Janine Cummins. This deals with a very, um, the very topical story of um, border crossing and migration into, um, into the U.S., from Central America. Uh, that makes it sound quite boring, but the story is absolutely gripping. And such, for me personally, such an eye-opener because I don't think I, I really understood what uh, what people go through. And it was, yeah, it's, it's, I would say an absolutely searing story. It really just imprints itself on your brain and, um, and is very very gripping as well, so I would recommend that to uh, to the listeners. Uh, my book number eight is um, *Circe* by Madeline Miller. So this is it's a fictional novel based on Circe, the character from um, classical mythology, and the whole raft of other other mythological characters as well. And it brings the story to life in a fictional form, and I just thought it was magical and I was really transported by it. But she manages to weave in sort of it's quite, it's quite a sort of feminist take on it. And she weaves in modern themes without, without making it clunky. It, it's still you still feel that you're in that um, mythological world. But at the same time, there's a a contemporary relevance to it as well. So I I absolutely love that. And I keep meaning to read more of her books, but I haven't so far. My book number nine, again, this is going back slightly. It's not totally contemporary. It's a book called Flowers for Algernon. Um, And it's difficult to say anything about it without spoiling it. But so it's written about somebody who is I'm trying to think what the politically who has very very severe um, learning difficulties, and it's about what happens to him. It's it's one of those where I would just say just read it. It's one of the yeah. most astounding bits of writing I've ever I've ever encountered. Uh, very. who was the
0: author
2: oh yes sorry i didn't say did i daniel keys and i guarantee you will have never read a book like it it's it's absolutely astounding i've no idea whether you wrote anything else but it's um it's an incredible novel again not a happy not a you know happy lying on your sun lounger kind of book it's it's quite short it's not like a little life where you've got to Plow through loads of it. It's it's short but um, totally memorable. Once you've read it, you'll never forget it. And my final book. Now this book was actually recommended to me by Alice, and I can't thank you enough, Alice. I know it's, it's somebody that you were on a writing course with. Uh, so it's a lady called um, Mish Mishkoma uh and she wrote a book called alabama alabama crone which i just i absolutely love it's set in the u.s the the distinctive voices of the characters just come across so well and it's one of those where it's got a great sense of place you feel you're you feel you're in there in the story with the characters but it also deals with some um contemporary some contemporary themes around you know everyone wanting their 15 minutes of fame reality tv a whole host of other themes dealt with really really well uh, this book was independently published but I think it's a great case of an independently published book which is right up there with the best published novels um, absolutely fantastic and um, I'm grateful to you, uh, Alice for recommending it to me.
0: We did actually review that book. Yes,
2: yes, yes we did, yeah, we, yeah. did. We, we did did do, we did a <laughs> review on it. So so yes, we did recommend we did review it and it's and it's in my my top 10.
0: Okay. well that's very, very interesting, very interesting. What do you think about the last five, Alice?
3: um well I I haven't well apart from the Alabama chrome I haven't I haven't read any of the others um I have I have heard of Flyers for Algernon was it made into a film at all um I'm not quite sure I I recognize the title of that so um I'm I'm not sure whether I've read that one or not it doesn't ring a bell the storyline doesn't ring a bell so I'll I'll have to go back and have a little look and see if I have read that but I definitely recognize the title of that so I will. I will have a little look at that one. I think.
0: Yeah. Well, they certainly sound very interesting, and I'll certainly make a, a note of, of what, what to go and read. Jean, what what are your comments on those?
1: I was just wondering what it, Xerxes was about because Handel wrote this opera, that, and he was king of Persia. And that's. I was just wondering what the, the central theme.
3: It, so it seems to be a bit of, of a theme because that's one of the ones that, t- that next t- time. T- <laughs> so, uh, was it Lucy <laughs> Riley? But she... Time? she one of first yeah, because I've done it, Jean's done it, and to do with cersei uh, wasn't she? Done it. Um, so yeah. why don't you? When do she was your doing your the Pearl Sister and time. the. Okay, um, or the to think about that we it. went through
0: <laughs> seven sisters, wasn't it? Something yeah. that remind me you've, already, you should, so you've already, presumably, you've already read,
3: read them, so
0: you just to, for the yeah, 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 prize for fiction, yeah. I'm just, and just it put says, it in
2: the dark, myth, mortal, outcast, lover, destroyer, survivor, Cersei. In the house of Helios, god of the sun and mightiest of the titans, a daughter is born. Circe is a strange child, not powerful and terrible like her father, nor gorgeous and mercenary like her mother. Scorned and rejected, Circe grows up in the shadows, at home in neither the world of gods or mortals. But Circe has a dark power of her own, witchcraft. Was that
1: uh, the sea? I was thinking you
2: meant Xerxes the next. No, it was with a C, C -C C-I-R-C-E. Oh, yes, here we go, right. Um, Charlie Gordon, a floor sweeper born with an unusually low IQ, has been chosen as the perfect subject for an experimental surgery that doctors hope will increase his intelligence a procedure that has been highly successful when tested on a lab mouse named Algernon. All Charlie wants is to be smart and to ha- and have friends, but the treatment turns him into a genius. Then Algernon begins to fade. What will become of Charlie? Oh, interesting.
0: Okay. Yeah
2: actually so you were right it has been turned into a film the film's actually called charlie rather than flowers for algernon
0: right okay well interesting okay ladies well i've been asked to do 10 of mine (laughs) so we'll see how to really wrap my brains for next month so before we close ladies it's jubilee week this is going to be aired on monday the is it the 31st i think 30th um, so what were you doing for your Jubilee? Will you be supporting so much? Um,
3: uh, well, we're, we're, we're sort of having a little open house. Um, so people are going to be popping around for nibbles and uh, drinks because I know a lot of people are quite busy. So we've sort of said if you're free, then yeah. do pop round and just have a few nibbles and drinks. And you, you three are all invited if you wish to pop round to mine.
2: So we afternoon. S- <laughs> what,
1: which day is that?
3: That's the Thursday. Thursday. I'm, unfortunately, I am. I'm working on the Friday, on the Wednesday and Friday. So oh, well, Thursday. Afternoon. So that's our exciting, a exciting thing. I'm not. Well, Jean- I'm not promising
1: hunting though. <laughs> and Jean, what are you up to? Oh, well, I didn't think I was doing a lot, but there's a rumor that there's a party down the road that I can sneak into Thursday. I think. On the
3: Thursday, <laughs> right? I think that's later. <laughs> I think she's just talking about my party Sue.
1: <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> see, <LC>, sorry. <laughs> A bit, A bit, slow, bit slow. I'm wander into... one glass
0: of wine, I'm not with it. And um, Felicity, what are you up to?
2: I'm actually going to be at um at crick boat show. The largest oh, yes, yes.
0: the largest inland waterways
2: festival in the country. It is. Um, yes, because
0: well, you talk about your new book. You have now got it published.
2: Yes, well, shortly. I have, so, it's, so I'm going to um, I'm going to be uh, selling my own trilogy of books, which is called the Grand Union series, um, yes. which is partly set on the canals. So, obviously, um, people who are interested in all things to do with narrowboats and inland waterways <sighs> tend to um, tend to sort of gravitate towards my towards my books. Hopefully it's not just of interest to uh, narrow boaters, but it's a good, it's a good platform to introduce my books to the boating community. Yeah, and absolutely. And I'm going to be on my stands there selling my books.
0: Good. And you're going to be on Scribblers Out at the end of June talking about this trilogy, aren't you? Yes, absolutely. You have to sort that out. Okay, ladies. Well, as always, it's been a joy speaking with you and um, it's been very, very interesting. Obviously, a big thumbs up for Lucy Furley's book, The Paris Apartment, which I will now go and get and read. And um, we'll be with you again at the end of next month. So enjoy your month. Hopefully the weather will be summer-like and uh, we can all be smiling away and have a great Jubilee week. So take care of yourselves. Thank you very much for your time, ladies. Bye for now.
1: Bye. Bye.